0: We watch a movie, maybe read a book, or look at some kind of art. and we talk about it together and say lots of interesting things, and one of those things is our favorite parts. This is Favorite Parts with Allison and Trey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Favorite Parts. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing licorice pizza. I'm going to start by giving a quick summary of the film. Uh, Licorice Pizza is a coming-of-age story of a young man, a high schooler, and a less young woman that have an attraction to each other that sort of ebbs and flows. It's set in California in the 1970s in Southern California in the Valley, and the movie is just sort of a series of episodes that involves these two and kind of tracks their relationship uh, together. It is directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, stars Cooper Hoffman. Elena Haim, Sean Penn, Tom Waits, and Bradley Cooper. It is currently only in theater. So if you'd like to watch it, you'll have to go to a movie theater. Um, all right. That was a summary. Great job. Thanks, Trey. I appreciate it. I'm so it.
1: proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 all
0: right, Trey. I think Trey. you go
1: first, yeah, right?
0: No, you're supposed to. That's fine. I can do it. Did oh. you like, did you like the movie, Trey?
1: Did I like it? No, which (laughs) I know you already know, (laughs) but I did not like this movie. Uh, It's
0: It's a hard no, a hard no.
1: It's I didn't I wasn't like disgusted by it or anything, and it's not like I regret seeing it. But yeah, it's like okay, what you and I were talking about. Like for me, I don't know. I feel like this is yeah, this is specific to a very certain time and place. But thematically, I feel like it's just yet another like. Cute quirky white couple who is like young and in love mm-hmm, and had mm-hmm. madcap adventures all around their hometown. Yeah. Um there are a lot
0: of madcap adventures. There's a lot yeah. of running in the movie.
1: Well, yeah, I know you said that. You did, like said run, that.
0: Actually, our waiter at the at the restaurant said it, but I had been thinking it. There is a, a weird amount of running. Um yeah, I agree. I I'm not a hard note, like it was there were parts of it that were very funny. I did think. There were parts where I laughed. Like mm-hmm. I legitimately laughed at the film um, and it had a great soundtrack. Very good soundtrack. Highly recommend go. if you're go. looking for some tunes, search up the soundtrack. There are some jams, um, some drums, T- tunes, uh, and,
1: tunes and jams,
0: tunes and jams, baby. Huh. Um, and. Like, I was dancing in my seat. You were also dancing in your seat. I did notice. There were times when we were really bopping their tray, Really? Especially, there's a scene where she goes to, like, start working for the guy who's running for mayor. Uh-huh. And, Jacob
1: or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I forget his name. Um, And uh, it's, like, an, uh, an old, like, kind of Motown song that was playing. And we were both, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So that was a redeeming yeah. factor about the film. Very good uh-huh. music. I did think that the colors of the film, the patterns, the vibe, like it, it evoked 1970s su- Southern California. I don't know how accurately, because I literally have no idea what 1970s Southern California was like, other than uh, yeah. what I've seen on other films yeah. and TV. Um, but it did feel like that's where you were. Like you felt placed in a clear moment in time. Um, Which I appreciated. And I thought a lot of the like outfits were cool. And like, I like old furniture and stuff like that. So I thought it was visually interesting to watch. Um, But yeah, I think my main, and I know this is like maybe a little pedestrian, but I like a movie with a plot. And there just was not... A plot in this film it felt very much and I mean in reading about the film it was sort of inspired by a real person who was like 20 years older than Paul Thomas Anderson who had a lot of these madcap adventures so it felt like someone just like writing a list of memories or like stories they had heard about someone and stringing them together in a film but there was no like You know, the traditional plot (laughs) that I used to draw (laughs) on (laughs) the chalkboard for my middle schoolers, right? There's no like building action climax, you know, that that didn't really happen. And um, it is quite long, it's over two hours long. I remember turning to you at one point in the film and saying, There's still another hour, (laughs) 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 which I think is in general a bad sign (laughs) for a film. That's what I think I was
1: going
0: to, uh huh. Well, unless you're like, oh, I never want this to end. And that's why you look at your (laughs) watch, which I think doesn't happen that much. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I remember being like, ooh, we got another, like, what else are they going to do for another hour?
1: (laughs) I mean, I think you're not, I think you're right. I I agree with you that it's unstructured and I'm not like, I'm not fundamentally, I don't think, I don't think stories have to have a linear structure that feels like. You're moving cleanly from A, right. B to C.
0: I'm glad well, you're looser about that than I am because I'm a very strict believer in the well, But Go ahead. Yes. Yes.
1: That, I mean, that fits you. So, like, I, I, I know.
0: <laughs> what do you mean I'm very loose and free today? I don't know <laughs> <I heard about. laughs> very flowy.
1: At some point, we'll give people a behind the scenes of how we even got to this episode.
0: did they even talk about the plan for this film? It doesn't feel like they had a plan. <laughs> Okay, anyway, yes, oh, so you, you weren't as upset about the lack of plot.
1: I wasn't, that was okay. like neither here nor there for me. I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think I didn't like, I, I thought it felt just self-indulgent and I think the, a structured plot wouldn't have solved for that mm. sensation that I had one way or another. But like, yeah. you know, I think part of what is unique about like us talking about this is that what people probably don't know that I think is important. For us or for me is that this was like this was our first time going to a theater together to watch one of these movies. It was, and it was was kind of fun to just like part of the fun experience for me. Like I didn't maybe love the movie, but I loved seeing it with you because I could like knowing that you and I were going to talk about it. Like there were times that I was watching the film, but then also would want to see like, well, how are you? I don't know how your real time (laughs) reacting to what I'm reacting
0: to. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, it is. I yes, I did miss. Uh, it was nice to go see the film. I should say we saw it with our friends, Rachel and Ben. We
1: did.
0: Um, And it was fun. Like it was like, yeah, something that we haven't done in a long time is go out with other people to see a movie and, and then just talk about it afterwards. Uh, But yeah, it was cool to be in a theater. And everyone should know that Trey got licorice as his treat for the movie without even unintentionally knowing that we're seeing licorice pizza.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, we knew we were seeing that movie. I
0: mean, yes. But you, but when wasn't you were ordering, you weren't like, I'll get Licorice Pizza. i right. wink, wink, and nudge, nudge.
1: <laughs> Do you even need to ask? The, them cr-
0: the crowd will love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of Licorice Pizza, another uh, flag for this movie for me was that apparently Licorice Pizza is the name of a record store that existed mm-hmm. in Southern California in the 1970s. I did not know that it is not referenced at all in the film. There's not even like a shot of the record store that I noticed. And I kept waiting for licorice pizza to be explained. Like I, yeah. I kept thinking like, is Gary going to like invent licorice pizza and try to sell it or something? Yeah. Cause he was like an always, you know, trying to, he was a salesman. Um, so yeah, that was annoying to me.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I didn't know what it referred to either, but because it was like, like very honestly for me, I was like white director, white cast, 70s. I assume the title actually was like in reference to some band um, oh, that I like maybe didn't know. Some like some kind, of <laughs> <laughs> some kind of
0: band Some kind of The A- Eagles. With some questionable tweets. <laughs> exactly. But well, I this, just this assume. Also, this also yeah. speaks
1: to one of the things that we both talked about, about why we didn't like it was, I mean, there were many reasons, but
0: to conclude,
1: <laughs> to include for me, the thing that stuck with me the most was just the presence and role of women in color in the film. And yeah, in particular, I'm interested to hear. I've Japanese been waiting wives. for
0: this one. well, yeah. oh, I've, okay. So yeah, t- t- do talk about the Japanese wives because I'm also interested to know what you thought about the black woman in the film. And I yeah. did use that term singularly because there is exactly one.
1: Just one, just one. I know and all she's in like a
0: very sexualized role.
1: Well, you're already sharing what you think about okay, it. Okay,
0: sorry, it's go ahead. Oh, me. that's not
1: bad. <laughs> Um, I mean, so for people who will see the film at some point, if they haven't already by some of the listening to this, like there's two explicit scenes, um, where, uh, the main character's mom is like, kind of like they, they run a PR for, of the many things that they do is a PR kind of marketing firm for local mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. And at one point they're sitting down with, uh, a longstanding client who is, who's a white man who is opening a Japanese themed uh, Japanese cuisine themed restaurant with his mm-hmm. Japanese wife, and two scenes play out constantly where he is partnered with a different Japanese woman. Right. Um, his first
0: wife, and then his second wife, and then
1: his second wife. Right.
0: And both Japanese.
1: Is, right. Both Japanese, and each time he has to relay or translate the conversation that he's having with a white character to his wife. Uh, he takes on this very pronounced very, like, kind of, like, archaic, uh, like, Japanese accent, um, that, like, is, like, that kind of, like, you know, caricatured, um, like, inflection of voice, and, like, hyperbolic, like, pronunciation, and broken English, and, and
0: I think, and and says he doesn't speak Japanese,
1: says he, right, but it's also, yeah, his translation is just saying
0: things in English with it, an offensive accent
1: (laughs) yes yes yeah
0: yeah there was a lot of backlash for that what was your initial thought because i remember watching it and just being like what is this
1: (laughs) well like yeah i mean i remember like very honestly my initial thought was what is this but how that came out for me was like i laughed i laughed because i was Uh, like
0: like this feels like a setup
1: for a moment to like show how ignorant this character is
0: right right and i
1: thought he was going to get some type of comeuppance but like mm, he doesn't The film doesn't the film kind of like even though he's being absurd the film right. kind of plays it straight there's nothing to signify that like right
0: that he should be embarrassed an idiot. yeah right. i agree although apparently paul thomas anderson has said in interviews that he thought that it like this is an idiot doing an idiotic thing is his sort of defense of the choice. I just don't I did not I didn't think I can't remember if I laughed or not. I just remember being very confused yeah. and being like why is this here? It yeah. felt like very unnecessary. Um yeah, it was just odd. And like uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like why why are you making me think about like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. how race whether this is racist how racist it is what you're yes. trying to say I was just annoyed uh
1: yes. that it was in there I was so um
0: all right what about the black woman waterbed salesman
1: well it's like I said to you I think after when we were walking out of the theater and we were talking about it like I I think I did not like her role either in part because it fit what, what I also felt like I interpreted from the two Japanese wives which is that the women of color were used as like kind of like extension and props for one for sales but two also mm. sales for explicitly mm, these kind of like white businessmen kind of thing and so like right the the black woman when uh Gary the lead character goes to uh a, I think it's like part wig shop, part Waterbed shop.
0: Yeah. It's like they had just gotten a waterbed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the front was a wood shop. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. And she's kind of like, she's trying to like pitch him seductic- to seductively around. when Like there's all this innuendo in her. Yeah. She's
0: like, he's on the waterbed and she's like moving the waterbed yes. around.
1: Suggestively. And yeah. a
0: very suggest, Yeah. And she's sort of like leaning over him. Yeah. And I feel like there's even like music in the background. That's kind there's of. There's a little bit of. Yeah. You know, chicka chicka boom boom music. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. and it plays like i feel like it mutedly plays off of for me a lot of things like one there's always that quiet kind of commentary about like the cultural context for the 70s california mm-hmm. also being kind of like the boon time for like the porn industry um oh, yeah. and i think also speaks to some of like the like the swinger culture like you know california has often been framed particularly during that era as like this like boundless place to try and explore and do right. all these things like boogie um, nights kind of yes which anderson which also directed, also
0: directed. right mm-hmm. right right
1: so i think i felt like it was like also touching on this other okay. rail of of california culture and context so I just didn't like
0: mm-hmm. yeah it what was did you just think? i i was just like it just was i think i didn't like fully process it at the time because i i the way that that character is presented you think that she might have a larger role you know what I mean like because it's kind Mm -hmm. of an extended scene and I kind of thought maybe this is a person who's going to like stay in the film but she really only has that one scene and I think it was only afterwards and I was like it was like a a very sexualized not like explicitly sexualized but there's all these like innuendos and it's like why I again didn't understand why he picked a black woman specifically for that role Mm -hmm. do you know what I I mean In in an incredibly white film Yep. Why are you it like it it's noticeable when someone is not white in these films? Yes. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like oh, there's a black person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then to and then to have her in this particular role it was like, why? Why? Like I didn't understand. Yeah. I don't know. It was another one where I just didn't know why that choice was made. Um yeah, I guess the other things that I uh just wanted to mention before we go to our favorite parts was yeah. uh there is a big age gap there's a 10-year age gap Gary is supposed to be 15 and Elena is supposed to be 25 and it's sort of like and then maybe she's maybe 28 she kind of says at one point in time she does yeah and it's sort of like nodded too. like there's a scene where Elena's like uh you know is it weird that I hang out with Gary and his friends I think it is weird that I hang out with them. But I th- I also noticed that the film never shows him in school after the t- first time they meet. And yeah. I feel like it's like an effort to make. I feel like it's supposed to be like, oh, well, he's like mature and like has all these business ventures, blah, blah, blah. So he's not like an everyday 15 year old, but it's still very weird. <laughs> and I feel like that it's just like ignored throughout the-, the film. And we're supposed to be like excited when they get together in the end. And I just feel like it's like, I'm not excited that she's dating a 15 year old. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how savvy he is.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So that one was hard for me to get past. Um, I did. I also was not buying the whole, like Gary in many ways to me felt like a Wes Anderson character, like uh, either the main character of Rushmore or like a, a Royal Tenenbaum bomb. Yeah but it wasn't like the film wasn't stylized enough for me to like suspend disbelief to not be like, how did he get all these waterbeds? Like, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just wasn't buying that Gary was that I was having a lot of trouble understanding. Like, like I was like, is his family wealthy? Like how's he getting capital to buy these water beds? Yeah. It was, yeah. and then he buys like what seemed to be dozens of pinball machines overnight. And I just was kind of confused about how it all happened. Um, I will say the acting is very good. We're about to talk about, I'll talk about that a little bit more in my favorite part section. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I will say it felt very much like an homage to a place and a time like 1970s Southern California. I feel like if I had grown up in California, even if it weren't in the seventies, like if I felt a strong connection to California or the Valley, particularly, maybe I would have been like, this was a cool film. Yeah. Like if this had been a film about Philadelphia in the 1970s and a lot of madcap adventures that two people went on, maybe I would be like, "This film's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But because I have no, like, you know, I don't have anything to really grab onto, I was just like, I remember thinking, like, California, like, is this how California is? Like, <laughs> they're just like famous people around all the time. Like, yeah. is that real? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, that was. I agree. I did not like it, but I wasn't mad that I went to go see it. I wasn't like, oh, I was yeah. a waste of my life.
1: No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all.
0: Okay, Trey, what was your favorite part?
1: So my favorite part probably by far is, and I know this is linked to your favorite part, but my favorite part is the aftermath of a uh, scene after they meet one character in particular uh, that I think you're going to be touching on. But as they spend the night kind of like the course of an evening engaging with and then ultimately trying to avoid this character. Yeah. My favorite scene is when they run out of gas and they have to back down this That's windy, scene. curvy scene. Yeah, I, I like really, and like, I don't, I mean, I love the scene both because of the physics of it. So like there are, you know, it's the two main main kind of like romantic leads and uh, like a, a back bin full of kids uh right. who are in <laughs> water and water beds <bins. laughs> who are backpedaling basically down the top of a california hill on like yeah. a kind of trademark twisty windy road yes. and it's so i love the With i love no watching. backup cameras no no backup cameras you're
0: right. <laughs> you're right and no they had gas at that and they did and they're out of gas right They're That's out of gas yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's
1: but I, I i like i like I liked it not just because of the physics and the physicality of it, but also yeah. I think a couple of things that what I felt like for me, it touched on was mm-hmm. one kind of like a metaphorically, like this was, this was in many ways, uh, Elena's character uh, yeah. reaching her point of no return where she's like, I got to back out of this whole relationship and dynamic that I have going on with these boys, um, these children. Oh, and it felt like in some ways that like,
0: yeah she was backing out. Wow okay i, I felt think that about that Trey. love it yeah. go oh, ahead you know are <laughs> <You're> so smart <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> but there's also this
1: thing too i felt like you know the the film probably because it's semi autobiography biographical uh you know there's a lot of it that is a around the excellence and amazingness that is gary but this was like a very yeah. explicit moment that was about her ingenuity, right? Um, and her literally, literally taking
0: control, right? Literally being in the driver's seat, yeah.
1: And I think yeah. that I, I think that was like a demarcation line for her and her character at some point mm-hmm. was just like, "No, I'm in control right now." I and mean, now that I'm in yeah. control, like I went out of the situation,
0: and she so did. It. She like she nailed it. Like she did that scene. I will also say. It was very well done because I, like, the tension was so high. I was, like, physically yeah. uncomfortable. So I was like, yeah. oh, God, they're going to hit something. <laughs> this is terrible.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and, yeah, she, like, nailed. I do think that was a time where I was like, oh, this girl is like, she's, you know, because she does sort of seem like she's just kind of, like, being tossed around in the movie a little yeah. bit or just, like, really trying to find her way. Yeah. Um, and then she, yeah, that scene was. A great one that's that was a great scene i'll give it i'll give that one to pta, <laughs>
1: PTA. I mean, one point something totally different when you say PTA. So i, I know. know i know um
0: what was yours my favorite part was the scenes with bradley cooper's character john peters who was a real mm-hmm. person named john peters uh the ringer wrote an article about him you can google it um he was, like, fascinatingly a hairdresser that kind of worked his way into the Hollywood scene and eventually became, like, a producer of many famous films. Uh, but you don't know any of that when you see Bradley Cooper playing. You just know that he's, like, this, like, high-energy, potentially-on-cocaine man who uh, is dating Barbara Streisand and is at her house. Yeah. And uh, he's, like, talking really fast and is just, like, talking about how much he loves chasing tail. <laughs> which for some reason even in the me too era what did not come across as offensive it was just like who is this insane wow. person? <laughs> i just i was just like he's just a crazy person because yeah. he wasn't like harassing anyone he was just like i love talking to women Kind i don't know um
1: he sound like a real defender right now <laughs> i know
0: sorry i'm about to get canceled um yeah. but he it was very funny like his parts yeah. were uh played just like his comedic time was really good. He, he, he had like great lines and, um, and there was a scene where they were in the car before they ran out of gas. He's in the car with them. And he like yes. leans over Gary to help, uh, Elena drive the car. And it's just like, so awkward and funny. He's just being like, so insane. he's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> You're just like, who is this person? Yeah. Um, but that was also the him when they are delivering a water because so in the beginning you're, they're just pulling up to a house and he's there mm-hmm. and then he's talking about how he's dating Barbara Streisand and it's Barbara Streisand's house and they have a whole like how to pronounce Streisand yeah. conversation but that was when I was like is this just what happens in California like you just go to somebody's house and it happens to be Barbara Streisand's house like yeah what, this is, what is this place. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he was the highlight of the film for me. He like, yeah. and he comes in the second hour when I had already looked at my watch and <laughs> needed a little- Literally, cutie-up. that's what
1: she said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <Too>, Touche. <laughs> uh, we're just going to move past that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was great. Uh, I yeah. thought he did a great job. Just like a very enjoyable performance.
1: Yeah. Uh, quick thing before we wrap this up is that yes. a thought that I had about connection between this and Nightmare Alley, which I know we talk about at some point in this, yes. is that, it's like what I was saying to you before, like, this is so far, of the movies we watched together this is the year yeah. of the scam like, this,
0: ooh, very true
1: Gary in Licorice Pizza, very much feels like a scam artist, a con mm. artist of sorts in and Hustler, and Bradley's roles in both of these films feel very much the same way there's this current right now um, yeah. in film of these best films that feel very oriented around the art Scams. of the scam
0: wow i can't wait to see if this plays out for the rest of the films that we me watch too. together me too i'm gonna go ahead and spoiler alert i don't i'm gonna be interested to see if you have a scam take for west side story
1: it's <laughs> a <laughs> scam you're making me watch it so that's my take already
0: <laughs> the fact that the movie was made at all <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfectly good version that already exists yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny yeah that's a good point yes. um mm-hmm. i'm interested to see how that goes Me too. all right what's our that was licorice pizza what's up next trey
1: well next we are going to watch dune which if you haven't seen dune already uh it is much like some of these other films it's actually a remake of an updated remake um, from an eight from the 80s but it's a movie that if you haven't seen it in theaters didn't already know that, actually you didn't know that
0: no oh man
1: you got a little bit of going in blind before, right? i know
0: i have a lot to learn <laughs> <laughs> and a movie to watch <laughs> yeah. all right how can people watch it trey if they wanted to watch before we talk about it sure well it's
1: still streaming um you can rent it or buy the movie on amazon prime video apple tv voodoo which i've never used or google play
0: <laughs> which i've also never used no i've only
1: used yes. no only apple. amazon or apple yeah yeah same
0: same thanks but you know people out there be doing voodoo you know
1: mm, that voodoo that you do when you do that voodoo
0: <laughs> so well <laughs> all right that's all, all for right. us we will see you at our next episode bye trey
1: bye allison